But let's get right into it. Let's listen to David Crosby, Rolling Stone magazine, him giving advice. But I want you to listen because when he's answering the question of, from the, the, uh, the reader, the writer, the person who wrote in, what you're actually hearing in his answer is his philosophy of life. It's what led to his needing a liver transplant, but more importantly, how he lives his life after he's had his liver transplanted. This is David Crosby taking questions <laughs> from his fans. Do you still smoke weed? <laughs> if so, how do you care for your throat and your vocal cords? As a singer-songwriter, I won't smoke on the day of a concert. I rarely have a problem, but just knowing there is a magic elixir lozenge to drink or to go with if needed would be cool. I can't explain why my voice is working the way it is. It's working very well. Uh, my friends who really don't butter my toast uh, tell me that I'm singing as well as I ever have in my life. And I smoke pot all the time. I smoke it every day. I well, every night. I smoke it every day. I smoke it every night. This is a guy who had a liver transplant. Because marijuana, I guess, doesn't destroy your liver like heroin does or alcohol. I don't see any problem smoking weed. I <laughs> don't smoke it before I go on, before I, I sing. But that's mostly, that's not because of my throat. That's because I sort of need all the brain cells that are still holding hands <laughs> to be gathered up in one area when I'm trying to remember the lyrics and, and communicate with uh, an audience. So I smoke afterwards. I hope that some helped you. What a beautiful guy he is, though. I mean, he's just full-on crazy, no, no doubt about it. And, you know, I'm not a musician, singer, songwriter. Maybe you need to be in a different state of mind to be able to see things and hear things differently than the rest of us to write the beautiful songs that he's written. But here you get a glimpse into his life. Listen to the answer he's giving this writer, but it tells you everything about how he deals with life. David Crosby. Cross, how are you doing? You're a little older than me. I'm late 60s, but I need help. My 44-year-old son died one year ago from fentanyl, and I can't get over it. Oh, God. I can't help you. You have to go on with your life. I don't know if you have other family, but if you had a kid, you have got a, you've got a partner. And you got yourself. How did David Crosby get on with his life knowing he was on death's door? Bitter sadness, though. There is no fix. I have no fix for you. I can only be honest with you and tell you that's a terrible way to carry. I would look for joy anywhere I could find it, try to balance it. Sorry, I wish I could help you. Dear David, I love your music, and in my humble opinion, your recent run of four albums in five years are up there with the best of your work. The thing is, my wife will only listen to George Michael and Rick Astley. <laughs> How do I get her to appreciate your music? Astley. Hopeless, man. Obviously, you need to get remarried. <laughs> and here he's going to give him advice. You know how you listen to my music? Smoke a joint. Oh, my God. If your wife is uh, resistant, I mean, how can she resist the magnificence of my music? It's so stunning. <laughs> Try smoking a joint with your wife <laughs> and then see if she likes my music better. Somehow those two things seem to work together, my music and joints. Try that. Try that. Okay. Here's a guy who had a liver transplant telling you to get high. But listen to how getting his liver transplant, you'll see, you'll listen to the 
answer and how it changes the cadence of his voice. Hello and thanks. I'm curious about how you managed to keep such a positive and upbeat attitude in the face of your illnesses over the years. I've had and have several serious health diagnoses and there are days I just feel so less than I did from five years ago mentally and physically. Did you have days like this? And if so, how did you address those feelings? Here he's going to tell him. I spent 72 days in the hospital after my liver transplant. I saw death. Physical stuff is really tough. Yeah, I've had a lot. I did 72 days in UCLA hospital. 72 days. Dying. It is insanely difficult. First of all, do you have health care? A lot of us don't. Secondly, can they do anything? You have to find some core of strength within yourself to hold on to. Otherwise, you're going to just be adrift. You know who paid for his liver transplant? The singer Phil Collins. Because when you're on drugs and you're hooked on heroin, you don't got any money anymore. Forever grateful to Phil Collins for that. Cross, I have a year clean from cocaine and heroin, and I think I can start smoking some pot. What's a good strain to keep me from getting back on coke and smack? As if that was a strain, <laughs> you nincompoop. <laughs> yeah, if I smoke this particular kind of pot, it'll... No. A year clean may not be enough. I had 14 and a half years absolutely clean. Nothing, not even a beer, before I smoked any pot. There's a way you can sort of tell. Uh, it's when the slip dreams go away. Wow. But after a year, I wouldn't. Not if you were addicted to coke and heroin. Coke and heroin take you over the way fire takes over a building, and they don't give up easy. If you are an addictive personality and you were strung out on, on uh, heroin and coke, well, I wouldn't be jumping into anything, not beer or wine or pot or anything else. I'd give yourself some time in sobriety before you try that. Just my advice. And finally, here's my favorite soundbite, because here David Crosby, who needed a liver transplant, like we're later going to learn for Mickey Mantle because of alcoholism, but in his case, hepatitis C, most likely from heroin, gives advice to a writer. Don't start. I did, and this is what I learned from it. Don't do it. This is my favorite of all the sound bites. Dear David, I'll cut right to the point. I'm curious to know what it feels like to do heroin, and I want to know, and I want to try it. I won't become an addict. <laughs> yes, you will. I just want to try it once. Nobody ever managed to try it once, man. It doesn't work like that. You try it once, you'll try it again. It's really subtle and really evil and really strong, and it will get you. Don't try it. Don't experiment with it. It's like experimenting with a nightmare. Oh, I want to experiment with the feeling of being strangled. Flat out, no. Don't ever go anywhere near heroin or coke or speed. They will ruin your life and take it away from you. David Crosby's transplant surgeon would be happy to know that his life was saved so that he could now save someone else's life by giving advice like that. It's a beautiful thing to be a transplant surgeon, particularly of liver. Steve Calhoun will be my guest at 815, and we're going to get into a lot of issues, the technical aspects of the surgery. I just cannot wait. Coming up next, where in the world of sports do we hear the person talk about what caused their liver to completely break down? It was the great Mickey Mantle. We'll get into it. 
coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. 